Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. That last caller was kind of funny the more I think about it when it comes to Alexa and uh, the timer function. Because I, I hear that all the time. I use it for timing. Now, I'm not a cook. My wife and I, heck, if we, I shouldn't even talk about it, but we, we don't cook at all. Cooking is bad in our house. We, we just burn it or we boil it, uh, but we don't do a lot of cooking. And just to think, just, just the kind of the, the concept of that it's so important to make sure your timing is so precise that you need to speak to a microphone connected to Amazon, right? Now, in the old days, all you would do is and – you, and you do this because your hands are dirty. In the old, in the old days, you wipe your hands and you go click, 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 and turn the timer on. That was with the old-fashioned wind-up timers. Now you can go to your microwave and touch timer, kitchen timer. But no, no, no. Nowadays, you have to speak to a box and say – you know, so and so. I don't want to say their name because everyone's Alexa is going to do it. But you know, so and so timer for three minutes or whatever it is. It's, it really has to be that precise. Well, I would argue yes, but she really she she her hands are said, that said, said, well. You know, when you're like creating a meatloaf or you yeah. know uh, stirring batter and you got this stuff all over your hands, how long does it take you to wash your hands and and then you can calculate that into the timing of the meatloaf? <laughs> I mean, really, you need to talk to the. You need to tell the timer. It's convenient. It's Come con- on, it's convenient. Again, I'm not judging. I just find it funny. I find I find that we're leveraging this technology. You talked. We talked about the fact that um, the whole Google Nest system was down, um, and you couldn't get into your smart home because the the smart locks and the smart Nest. All, you couldn't change your your thermostat because the the Google Cloud was down for that service. And just imagine being locked out of your house because the cloud's down. I mean, that just sounds ludicrous to me. Why you would need a smart, your your lock to talk to the cloud to let you in when you can just use something called a key, or even a code. Which I like the codes on on your um, on your locks on your doors. I love that it's keyless entry. You don't need to have it talk to the cloud to open your door. Yeah, I mean, is that that smart? It's, actually, it seems kind of actually stupid rather than smart. It doesn't seem as smart as you would be if you literally are locked out of your smart house because the cloud's down. Well, you got to define smart. <laughs> now, how smart is it to get somebody to buy a product from you yeah. and then have to subscribe to a service from you that gives you a constant monthly revenue stream? To Come unlock, on. To, to unlock, unlock your, your house. <laughs> but see, you got to pay for that convenience. I guess so. I just That's mind-boggling. I don't know. I don't get it. And I'm, I consider myself a geek. I like cool stuff. I mean, if I could be Jean-Luc Picard and, and say, make it so, and, and all of a sudden a timer goes off. But does Amazon need to know? Yeah. Well, I like Scotty. Computer. Giving it all I can. Computer. Giving it all I can. Let's go on to uh, Tracy in Windsor. You guys nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. Hey, Tracy, what's up? Hi, Eric. Hi, Bob. Hi. 
I'm working on um, designing a T-shirt through um, Amazon Merch. Nice. And they used um, the templates of Photoshop, Illustrator, and Gantt. Okay. But uh, my problem is I can't open the, the templates. Because so you don't I, have the Illustrator program. You don't have Photoshop Illustrator. Right. So yeah. do I have to purchase the software? That's, that's what my question is. I think or, you might um, have to po- purchase the Illustrator unless they allow you to, to convert the um, files into something other than Illustrator files. That's what my thought process is, to convert it to a JPEG and then don't they, convert it back. Don't they have a, like a software as a service where you can kind of rent it month to month? Photoshop does. Photoshop But it's does, expensive. Yeah. Oh, it does? Yeah, you can rent Photoshop, uh, uh, Adobe Illustrator uh, for a monthly fee. Oh, okay. But I'm surprised they would lock you down into this, just that one file format. Um, you should check within Amazon's site to see if they uh, allow for using different file types to make your t-shirts okay. or consider a different t-shirt t-shirt vendor or t-shirt because uh, there's plenty of them out there where you can actually submit your design to the t-shirt mm-hmm. producer and they'll take care of that they'll just hand it off and they'll they'll convert it to whatever they need to convert it to produce your your result right. um, so it shouldn't cost you more to rent that that tool but i that's all i know uh, you need to either rent rent the illustrator software or choose a different file type if they allow it Okay. All right, Trace. Well, is you. this a new, is this a small business you're trying to start up? Uh, yeah, a little side hustle. <laughs> a little side hustle. I love it. <laughs> All right, Trace. <laughs> good good luck. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that's some of the problems sometimes when you choose certain tools is you're stuck with whatever tools they use to produce the the product. So Illustrator is a great tool um, if you have to use Illustrator files, but then you got to learn how to to make your design with an Illustrator, and that's really cool if you know how to do it. But if you, you know, Adobe know. Illustrator, you can uh, become part of the Creative Cloud for just twenty dollars and ninety nine cents a month. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, so she got to sell a bunch of T shirts just to break even. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Walt in Avon next. Morning, Walt. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Yeah, uh, my question is, uh, I'm uh, buying a home where I'm going to have a, a, a shop building 150 feet away. Yep. And I'm looking for perhaps the most powerful Wi-Fi router that will enable me to use just one router for the house and then the shop also. 150 feet away from the house? Uh, about that, yeah. Is there any underground conduit that you can connect the two buildings together at all? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. So there's plenty of great solutions out there. Ubiquity has some great solutions uh, for Wi-Fi. Um, that can reach some pretty serious distances. Um, we can put some links up there to that that tool. Uh, but 150 feet is a bit of a, a, a stretch for most traditional home Wi-Fi routers so that it might be a little weak to get to your um, your shop there if you put it at maybe at the corner of your house there within closest reach to your, to your shop. Because you're going to get about 200, let's say 200 feet roughly for most home routers. But if you look at the Ubiquity tool, the Ubiquity device, that would be better for you. Um, you'd probably reach further. And they have other outdoor uh, access points and routers they offer as well that reach, in some cases, miles. Okay. Well, well, the plus with this is it's all clear line of sight. There's no trees or anything in the way. Good. Uh, How cl- plus, you know, just mowing the lawn and stuff, you'd like to be able to connect to the Wi-Fi instead of cellular. You know, if you're listening to the radio or something. 
Right, if you're streaming your your music. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it all it all depends on the power how powerful the router you're going to purchase uh, in the first place to have in your home and where you're going to locate it within your home to reach that distance. Yeah, the um, office would be in the corner. That's right towards the shop there, oh. so that's, that will work well also. So then you may uh, want to consider then just consider going to like the Staples or the Best Buys of the world and pick up a, a typical uh, Cisco Linksys router uh, device rather than the Ubiquity tool. I think that might be overkill for what you're doing then. Okay. Uh, I mean, when you look at certainly all the products they make, uh, you know, they have ones with no antennas. They have ones with eight antennas <laughs> I know. coming out of the top. Uh, is that just marketing or no, no. really help the performance? The antennas do help their performance um, nowadays, especially. So uh, if you can get some good good antennas that are attached to it from the default, it, it can be an improvement there. It's tough, though. The, each device produces a different type of radio signal, and you're going to have different devices connecting to it. So you're, if your smartphone is like some 8-year-old smartphone, it doesn't care about your antennas. If it's a current smartphone, it's going to love it. Um, so it all can, you can have your great router and your great broadcast, but if your devices are too old to really take advantage of it, it won't matter. So sometimes you have to make sure you upgrade the devices as well. Um, okay. But I would look. Uh, I can post uh, what we would recommend from Linksys or even Asus um, that you might find in your local Staples or your Best Buy. Very good. That'd be helpful. Thank you, guys. Our pleasure. Well, good luck. Take care. Yep. You too. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. Three lines open on this Saturday morning. And uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you have any insights on what Pura did, ruling against municipal gain, meaning the municipality is going to have to pay to rent space on a pole that's sitting in public land that was reserved specifically for the municipality to do what they wanted to do with it in the future, a a, a legislature with forethought. Who'd have thunk it? I mean, that's that's a rare thing these days. Well, that wasn't these days. That was years ago when politicians used to have virtue. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, and then Pura kills it. Uh, it. It's it's sad. I know we're still revolutionary here in Connecticut, but I don't know what they're smoking over there at Pura. <laughs> it's horrible that you would do this uh, to the municipalities who do want to offer their citizens broadband, municipal fiber broadband, where you could get gigabit speeds for less than 100 bucks a month. That, that's what we need, man. We need competition. Until we get it, you're going to be paying way too much for way too little internet. Net neutrality is not the problem. This is the problem, competition, and how we keep our, our technology down thanks to rulings like this. We'll be right back. Perfect song. For that pure ruling, we are our own worst enemy. <laughs> I know it sounds like it's like geek speak, right? When you hear this stuff about Pura and and what's happening out there and and uh, what they've done to municipal broadband in Connecticut, but the the problem is the fact you guys out there in, in Radio Land, you know, you're just minding your own business. You're going out and getting your hot dogs and your hamburgers, and you're picking up your beer and having your getting ready for your picnic. But th- that type of ruling just dealt like a a huge blow to the future of uh, municipal broadband here in Connecticut. And uh, in other states, they're putting it in gigabit. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, gigabit gigabit. Ethernet is like becoming commonplace in other states. And here in Connecticut? It's another another roadblock put up by these ding-a-lings. And, you know, 
We got to compete. We got to compete. We, we can't compete. We, how many how many other ways are you going to harm? Now, now our internet super highway is going to be like the Connecticut highway. Exactly. <laughs> Full of potholes. Let's and go to Amy, Amy, yeah. Amy in Kensington. Hey, Amy, what's up? Amy, there. Hi. Hi. Um, I am not savvy with computers, and I have to tell you that I'm an old timer. So I have a quick question. Sure. Um, I carry an AT&T cell phone, and I have, uh, so when I travel, I keep it with me, but at mm-hmm. home, I use Comcast, yep. TV, and Internet. Okay. My, uh, every month, I pay whatever, 50-some dollars for AT&T for my cell phone usage, yep. and I never, um, you know, uh, had any special things from AT&T. Now, I get a message that I used up all the data this month and that I have to pay extra. My question is not necessarily money. Um, what makes the change? If I didn't mm-hmm. do anything differently, what may have changed with my AT&T cell phone? Um, Nothing. And uh, the it's... other question is, should I go and upgrade my cell phone to add more data, or what should I do? Well, that's what they'd like you to do, Amy. Uh, they'd like you to do that. So here's the thing. Basically, the whole th- the thing about metered internet, which is your cell phone service, is they're happy to keep selling you more and more band- more and more data, right? And you're going to pay a pay a premium for that data. And what happens with your cell phone? All the apps on your phone um, are using background up. They, they don't they don't care about Amy and how much it costs Amy to to connect to their services. They're just connecting willy nilly, you know, so that you know your Instagram can be current or your Facebook can be current or you update your LinkedIn or whatever. Whatever other even maybe silly uh, app you might have, heck, you could have you could have a a tip calculator that's connecting to the internet and using your data, right? The tip calculator doesn't care; it wants to know where Amy is so that it can sell that information to somebody else. So all these apps on your phone contribute to to massively increasing your bill, uh, massively. I'm not even kidding here; massively increasing your data, your your usage. And what you have to be as a user is a little smart about it. So if you think about what's happening on your cell phone, it's like if you had your faucets all dripping in your house. Now, would you do that, Amy, or would you be upset and not want to have that water bill? Right? I don't you, want to have that water bill. Exactly. So sure. what, you stop the dripping, right? You don't let your toilet run forever. You make sure you, you, you jiggle right. the handle, right? Well, think about your cell phone as constantly your toilet running, all right? It's, it's just consuming your data with all the apps you put on your phone. And uh, what you need to do is make sure you go to each app under the settings within the app and turn off background data. You do not want it to update in the background without um, your permission. And those do that for most of your apps that you don't need a critical update of, you know, ones that you can wait a few minutes when you're in Wi-Fi range to get the update rather than having it update over the cellular service. Turn all that background data oh, off. Okay. Go through you each know, app. And, they, and initially, when I signed up with the uh, telephone company with AT and T, they gave me I have an unlimited um, <laughs> data. Now they are charging me for texting. That never happened. So mm. I was totally confused. Why am I? I never changed. I'm an old timer. Like I said, I don't That's have okay. any uh, yeah. anything big happening in my life that I have to do anything on my phone yeah. so nothing changed about me but except the bills keeps going up so right. so what you're telling me is to turn off the background data on my phone turn off the background data on your apps go into each app under the data settings and okay. turn off the background data that'll be number one your texting is another problem I'm not sure what change in your plan texting should be free you know I was thinking mm-hmm. 
you've had the same plan for quite a while. You may be under an older plan. Yeah, for about six, seven, six years or something like that. Yeah. So they may actually have a newer plan that gives you more data and more tech and, and free texting right. if, uh, for less money. Because some of the old plans were more expensive, and you know, as they got more competition, some of the prices have actually gone down. So I would look at if you can find a less expensive plan that gives you more data and texting. And then the other thing I would have you consider, and everybody consider, look at Google Project Fi. Google Project Fi, my billing for my smartphone, I've got a premium smartphone that I paid for, my April statement, my smartphone, and its data, 19 bucks. My May bill. Oh, wow. Yeah, my May bill. And, and I pay $55 a month, and I can't even get, I can't even text without paying extra for that. Right. And my May bill was 22 bucks. It hasn't been like that for, it just started recently. So that's why I thought I'll call you. So maybe you can help me with yeah, that. Yeah, it's really the background data. Keep an eye on that. Maybe they switched you onto a different plan that expired and you weren't aware of. But uh, there's plenty of ways to stop that, to jiggle the handle on your data. Uh, you got to jiggle the handle, or they're going to keep just. Oh, you can get an unlimited plan, or you can pay through the nose for all this. You don't need. You know how much data I've used. The great thing about Google Project Fi is that, in in my term, which is like halfway through the month, I've only used 0.2 gigabytes of data. I'm a geek. Oh wow. 0.2, not even not even one gig of data, and, and I share a gig with my wife, uh, so she used less than 0.2 so far. We're gonna, oh, our wow. our cell bills are you know very very low. So, oh, my God. This is an education for me. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Good luck out there, Amy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Uh, yeah, got to stop stop that data, man. It's just going to – you don't have to look at the Facebook video while you're on your data. You don't have to stream that stuff. Go on your Wi-Fi. There's Wi-Fi everywhere. You can always find a Wi-Fi signal. Right, Matt? Yeah. Our producer, Matt, shaking his head yes. You don't have to pay through the nose to these cell companies. Um and Google Project Fi is a good alternative. But if you can't, if you can't switch, you got to turn off that background data and make sure you look at each app because you're going to be just leaking data like crazy. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines wide open on this lovely Saturday morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're in the stretch. Bob and I are here. We're here to help you out. If you want to talk about net neutrality, pole neutrality, Pura, keeping us back <laughs> feel free to get online we'll be right back and we are back this is computer talk with tab i'm eric and i'm bob and we're here till 11 o'clock one line open for you feel free to get online 800-966-WTIC 522-WTIC bob wanted to bring something up really quick it's happening um it's a fundraiser right bob yeah on june 2nd from 6 p.m until 12 a.m Wow, that's a late night. Uh, that is. It's an evening. All right. Okay. Uh, at the Art Space Gallery, 555 Asylum Street in Hartford, mm-hmm. okay, there's a um, thing going on. It's called Art to Unite. That's A-R-T, the number two, Unite, International Art and Music Show. Nice. It's 25-plus uh, international artists and uh, will showcase their work and share their culture to raise money for food share, the Greater Hartford Harm Reduction Coalition, and the South Park Inn Family Shelter. Very good. It's a celebration of art, diversity, and humanity. There'll be a live DJ, mm-hmm. or live music, DJ, dancing, food and drink, raffle. Uh, wine, cheese, and snacks provided by uh, Division West and Mystic Cheese. Nice. They have a $5 suggest- 
suggested donation. It's mm-hmm. not mandatory. If you can donate more, please do. Yeah. And um, it's you June can 2nd. park uh, uh, on the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I'd rather park uh, in the uh, train station slash bus station parking lot. I've been there a few years. Yep. It's a great thing, and, and all the money is going to uh, support these three uh, charities. Great. So. We'll put a link up for it. Uh, if I can find a link. All right. It's, it's next weekend, not this weekend. Next weekend. Sounds yep. good, Bob. Thanks very, very much. Thanks. Bye. Let's go on. <laughs> You're not on the phone. Let's go on to Joe. Hey, Joe. What's going on? Good morning. morning. Uh, I've been listening to your show for since, since the beginning of time, I guess. But anyhow. <laughs> 23 years then, huh? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. So, Thank you. Uh, and I love it. Thank you. Except, uh, but your poor wife, I don't know how she puts up with it. <laughs> She's a saint. Yeah, must be. <laughs> my wife would have divorced me if I said something like that. <laughs> Anyhow, let me, uh, let me get into my problem. Sure. Um, I am trying to set up a – I have a Gmail account on yep. my phone yep. for, 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 um, for email. Yep. I cannot link it into my – uh, Outlook account. I keep getting an error saying, uh, log on to incoming mail server IMAP. Your server unexpectedly terminated a connection. Possible causes include server problems, network problems, or a long period of inactivity. Okay. Now, just to let you know, I have two other Gmail accounts that work just perfectly. In so Outlook? I, in Outlook, yeah. But not this one? Not this one. And you use the exact same settings? Y- yep. Well, that makes no sense. Tell me about it. <laughs> so the last the last line of that error message, too long in activity. I guess that might be the only thing that makes sense, I guess. Um have you deleted well, have you deleted the uh, account in Outlook and tried to reset it up? Oh yeah. Many times. Uh, no, this has been going on for a couple of years. So when I when I went to the I, I bought the phone locally here. So yeah. I, I went there and they said, Well, yeah, that's a problem that we have. Uh it, it, it's uh, uh Samsung. Phone. Yeah, and they said Samsung has that problem with Gmail. Yeah, but you, you said, wait a minute, wait. A minute. This is oh, this is Outlook on your Samsung phone. No, 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 no. Outlook on on my my uh, desktop here. Well, then, 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 then your Outlook Samsung works on the. I, I I don't have Outlook. The 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 mail works on the Samsung phone. Okay, but that's I don't even I, know why they talk to you about it. It has nothing to do with Samsung. This problem is on your computer. Nothing to well, do. Well, with. well, they told me to go 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 talk to Samsung. That's because they were selling sneakers last weekend. Is that, that makes no logical sense at all. Exactly. <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. Your problem is back on your Outlook uh, and why you're having a problem with this particular mailbox within Gmail. And yeah. you already know you've set it up right with two other Gmail accounts Correct. within Outlook. Correct. So Correct. we have some links we're trying to find here, but I, I suspect you've already looked at them. Um, what, what version of Outlook are you running? Uh, 2013. Okay. So I literally am looking at an IMAP. It's a pop to IMAP configuration for Gmail and Outlook 2013. Um, I'm going to put this link up for you and have you follow the instructions, although it's, even that seems illogical because you already have it set up on two other accounts. Um, yep. it, it makes absolutely no sense that a third Gmail account wouldn't work the same as the other two um, unless there's something specific to your Gmail um Maybe you're putting in the wrong – so you're doing something silly like putting in the wrong password. Uh, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. You're typing it wrong instead of logging in properly. That makes That's the only other thing I can think of, Joe. You're, you just made a mistake. You don't know the password. 
Um, no, I, I, well, I know the password. So. Have you, what about changing the password? How long has it been I since did. you... I did. Okay. I did. So what I did is I used the same... Uh, what I did, I, I went to uh, Gmail, yeah. and I changed the password, and I set it up on my on my desktop. Worked fine. I could not set it up on my phone. When you changed the password, the, uh, the problem yep. moved? Yep. What the heck? <laughs> and that's why you ended up with the Samsung comments then. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Then, then that, that makes more sense now. All of a sudden, um, but again, it shouldn't be all or nothing. You, 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 they both should work. Have you thought of getting uh, a new Gmail account? Uh, yeah, I, I, I did, but I still have the same problem. Well, how about this, Joe? What, what, type, what type of internet do you have in your home? Uh, Is it Comcast, Cox? Comcast. You, Comcast. Do you have a Comcast mailbox? Yes, I do. And that works. Works fine. How many mailboxes do you need? <laughs> well, now, how many? <laughs> That's a good question. Can we get I, rid of one? I, I really this don't one? need. Well, I, I, I also have a, a third mailbox that you know from the company, which works just fine. Of course, yeah. So this is your personal email box that's causing you trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, a business phone, so I I want to just keep business stuff on this yeah, one yeah. email on this Gmail account. Well, this is bizarre, Joe. I mean. You, it, <laughs> If it doesn't make any sense that when you change the password, it works now on your computer and not on your phone unless you, again, Correct. unless you made an error, again, putting the wrong new password in on your phone. No, uh, it's, uh, I, I, well, I started off with a very, very simple password. Gotcha. Uh, what, what is but, it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a shot there. Um, it's got to be something like that. Joe, it's got, it makes no logical sense, right? So if it works fine, Gmail accounts work fine in okay. Outlook. There is no limit on the number of accounts you want to set up in Outlook that I know of. And there is no reason if you set it up on your um, Outlook at home that it would stop working on your Samsung. And for them to say that they've had this issue doesn't even make sense at all. Try a new email client on your Samsung. I guess you could try that. Oh, okay. Try the I, try the Gmail. Uh, well, do, are you running the, the, the Gmail mail client on your Samsung yes, phone? Yes. Is there a Samsung mail client you can try, or can you I, try I, Outlook? I, I believe there is a Samsung. Uh, okay, try try the Samsung client, and also consider downloading the um, Outlook client for your phone and see if that works. Okay, because you've already yeah. got your computer working. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, all the other accounts work on the computer except for my one. The one that to me is you know kind of important. But, but you just told me that when you changed the password, it started working on your computer. On the computer, yes, but it won't work on the phone. Okay, but so and and I'm on the road all the time, so I need the phone. So you changed it back and it started working back on your phone? No, no, I uh. opened up a new account on the phone. Holy with a moly! New password. Ay ay ay! And then I said, okay, fine, let me go back to my uh, you know uh, Outlook, and I I cannot set it up on Outlook no matter That's what I do. Crazy! How about uh, yeah, whatever. Try those things that I just covered with you. Other other mail clients to see if that works. Okay. All right. It's, all right. it's illogical, Joe. I'll tell you, your problem is illogical. It makes no sense. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, well, no, so I, I know I'm not. I'm not totally crazy. No, let me. Uh, okay, I am. I, I've got a one of these uh, these Project Five phones sitting right in front of me. I was just gonna. I, I bought. I bought a new phone. Yeah, you got a Project Five. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just made. So I got two quick questions on that. Number yeah. One, can I transfer all my uh, um, addresses and? Um, Calendar over to the to this to the Project Fi phone. The general answer is yes. Uh, you're, if you're going Google to Google, it should already have that information kind of backed up. Make yeah, sure it's backed well, up on the Google. It, cloud. It, it, it's going to be Samsung, unfortunately. That's okay. It's still it's still an Android system. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. And right. there are also 
uh, they're going to give you a cable that you can use to transfer that stuff between the phone and the new, the old phone and the new phone. Okay, yeah, there's a bunch of cables sitting in the bottom of this box. Yeah, what did you, and, what did you get, a Pixel 2? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, that's what I have. I love it. It's awesome. Okay, uh, but I, I'm curious. You said it cost you, what, 19 bucks a month? My my phone is nineteen dollars. It's an it's it's, a, it's an addition to my wife's plan, which is she pays twenty bucks. Oh. I pay fifteen. So yours is going to be twenty if it's your okay. one. Right, right, right. Okay. And that's uh, going to be ten bucks a gig. But make sure you just watch your jiggle the handle. And make sure you turn off all the uh, background uh, uh, data. Uh, well, yeah, that that uh, you know I got the same problem here on the Samsung. So I did. I turned all these. There's hundreds of them that they yeah. on that for you. And yeah. every time they do an update, you got to turn them off again. So yeah. So uh, yeah, I, and I use. The only thing I use it for uh, is uh, I listen to uh, you guys WTIC in early in the morning uh, nice. when I go out for my walk, but uh, uh, that takes up most of my data. But it's maybe a gigabyte a month. So. All right, so we're happy to have you. It's only ten bucks a month. Ah, uh, okay, good. Thank you. All right, Joe. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, so Joe, that's a weird problem. That Outlook problem doesn't make any logical sense at all. Uh, we had to step off for a quick break, Rick. Break, right, Matt? Or can we go to the top? Break? All right, we're going to take a quick break. Get back to your calls. John and Jack, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. And Dr. Alessi's in. He's in the green room. He'll be giving you a second opinion on your health advice today as well. So stick around for that after our program. And we're going to get to your calls right away. You were nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. Let's go right to Jack in Middletown next. Jack, how are you? Hi, guys. Hi. I'll try to make this brief. I um, have a printer I'm trying to set up in Google Cloud Print. It's about three years old, the printer. runs fine. Mm -hmm. I had it set up in Windows, but I've changed to Chrome OS. And I also have changed my network uh, from, well, to Comcast. So I have a new uh, gateway, I guess you call it, modem, whatever, router. A new gateway IP address, yep. Yeah, now my IP, I'm looking at my network settings in Chrome OS right now, and I have a certain IP address, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Now my gateway is a different number. Which The gateway is my router? Correct. That is your access out to the Internet. So, now my printer would have a different IP address from what I'm looking at on my computer? Yep, it's got its own address. So your computer's got an address, your printer's has an, has an address. Anything on your internal network will have its own right. address. That's what I thought. So the problem is I lost my manual for that printer. I'm trying to set it up wirelessly, and I need that printer's IP address. Okay. So but I do have the printer connected to the, to the gate, the router. Physically? Uh, actually, wirelessly. Wirelessly. All right. Go ahead. You should be able to go to the control panel on the printer and uh, print out uh, a report uh, that gives you the configuration report. I right? actually did that. Okay. So it should tell you what your um, IP address is and what it the gateway is. Here's what it gives me. The SSID gives me my hardware address, my communication mode, authentication, encryption, and network channel. No IP address. <laughs> <laughs> then there's another report that's going to give you the IP address. Yeah, there might be networks, oh, yeah. network settings. Yeah. The other thing, Jack, is that that address could change on you. So oh. you, you could have the, that address today. It could be 192.168.1.8. And then in a week, it could be 192.168.1.45. And all of a sudden, your printer is going to stop working. 
because you're going to be sending it to eight and it's not there anymore. So that's kind well, of the, that's, go ahead. That's kind of confusing because it, apparently cloud print allows me to register my printer, mm-hmm. Google cloud print mm-hmm. with, without the software or drivers. Okay. I believe you, but Google cloud needs to know where to send that print job to. So literally oh. you're going out and then back in of your network. Oh. Cause you don't have, you said you had no more windows computers anymore. I do, but they're not working very well. All right, so you're using like a Chromebook. Um, I'm a Chromebox, actually, but... Okay. So it's we had a similar call, I think, last week about trying to print through Chrome. Um, yeah. And uh, basically, they, they, we put some links up there for you as far as how you have to deal with it, but you first need to know where your printer exists on the network so you can tell right. the system where right. to send it. And, and so you if you can manually set the IP address in your printer, try to do yeah. that. Yep. And and write that IP address down so you see it when it changes yep. on you and set it and that might be half your battle but you got to go to the network settings if you want to find the actual manual for that printer Google it you'll you yeah, should be I able have. to find the PDF that you can read the manual but you want to find okay. the ne- you want to find the network settings uh, no that's that's fine I've already done all that okay. I just wondered I I you've already answered my question basically okay but I'm a little confused as to why the IP would change. I don't know. Okay, because uh, your IP address changes because it's a lease. It is a temporary thing. Um, uh, your, your your router has X number of IPs that it can hand out in a given period of time. And uh, it'll it'll give you a new lease of, an, of a connection after every 8 hours, 24 hours, or whatever you've set it to. Or, oh, I did not know that. That's okay. Yep, that's, that's how the in-network works. So when you connect in, you're going to say, hey, I'm Jack's Chromebook. Give me an IP address. The router says, okay, here you go. And now oh, you can okay. communicate, and that IP address is temporary. If it, if you held it, the router has a maximum amount of IP addresses it can manage, generally 256 of them. And in, in, in a business or something where you have tons of devices, if that was the maximum amount, you'd never right. be able to work. In your, in your home, right. it's plenty. Right. So right. it's going to give you a new IP address. You can also set you want your, your printer to have a static one so it doesn't get a new one from the DHCP server. The yep. problem is you have a gateway provided by your internet company, so you really can't mm. reserve the DHCP mm. range you need to. And uh, now I'm making mm. your hair hurt. But the point is, it's a it's a well, lease. I understand it. Thanks. <laughs> okay, good. All right, Jack. Thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. All right. Bye. 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 Yeah, everything's a temporary lease. <laughs> An IP address. Ah, we're out of time. I want to thank you guys for joining us on this uh, Memorial Day weekend. And again, think about Monday. Think about why. You're, you have the time off and, and take a moment. Three o'clock, I guess, is the national time to think about it. We're a moment of silence to think about the, the men and women who gave their, their lives for us. Um, this is something we should do every day, not just Monday, but uh, try to especially remember it on Monday, maybe to go to, go to a parade. There's a lot of veteran cemeteries out there. Uh, you know, take a moment and uh, think about what those guys did and gals did for us. And I want to thank Matt for producing. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.